Welcome aboard, space travelers. Please lower your harness and keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. Prepare for blast-off. Hello and welcome to another episode of that Disneyland Paris podcast. I'm your host, Paul, and alongside me is Nick, as usual. I mean, that's not my surname. I don't want people Nick to start usual, thinking that my, my name is uh, Nick, as usual. That's That'd be really weird as a surname, but yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, I suppose. <laughs> you can tell we've not done this I'm sure for we've, a few weeks. Yeah, I'm sure we've been given far worse names than that. Oh. So, uh, not to our faces. Normally on iTunes reviews. No, no, Although no. I yeah, think, exactly. I think this podcast. Last time I checked, I don't think we'd had any any negative reviews. Please don't make that change, uh, listeners. No. Uh, if you want to leave us a review, which would be very very grateful uh, to receive, uh, please make sure it's a positive five star one. That'd be great. That um, would be lovely. It would be really good. It'd be really good. Um, yeah. What what has has there been anything? going on at Disneyland Paris? Quite a lot, to be honest. <laughs> um, our last two shows have obviously been um, trip reviews. Um, yes. So we haven't really talked talked a lot about anything going on. Um, but in the last few weeks since we recorded with Craig, um, there's been quite a lot, to be honest. Why, why would there suddenly be some news to talk about? Well, I don't know. But... We should start. We'll start with some of the smaller things, and I think we'll probably end on our our thoughts of the thirtieth anniversary celebrations. Oh, that's that right. Sounds. That's <laughs> right. There was a thirtieth birthday celebration, which, yep. uh, for the first time in a long time, neither of us attended. No, we didn't. Uh, sadly, I tried to, but it didn't work out. Uh, and we'll talk about the, our thoughts on that after we've gone through uh, the rather large news items that have come out in the last few weeks, um, yeah. probably in the last month that we haven't haven't spoken about. So I'm going to start outside the park um, with one that I think confused you a little bit, Nick, because you thought it was just concept art. I mean, I, I think a lot confuses me, to be fair. Fair to yeah. say. Um, so... Well, Cafe Mickey has been closed for quite a while due to the COVID restrictions. Everybody assumed that it'd be reopening um, with the changes to uh, character meet and greets. A lot of people thought that would be it. That would signal the reopening of Cafe Mickey. Uh, That's not the case. Cafe Mickey will never be reopening. Um, We have bid farewell um, to the the 80s day glow of Cafe Mickey. it was announced uh, at the back end of last month that Cafe Mickey will be replaced as the beginning of the refurb of Disney Village um, with Rush, uh, Rosalie French Brasserie. Um, so it's going to replace Cafe Mickey, as I said. Um, the explanation of it is art de vivre, the art of living, the knowledge of how to enjoy life, and classic cuisine in a modern setting 
with expanded terrace seating overlooking Lake Disney, will be the focus of the new restaurant. Um, it says it does have a French takeaway bakery, which will offer a selection of, I'm not even going to say the first word that's on the list because <laughs> I can't, uh, pastries, sandwiches and salads. Um, so this is all part of, as we spoke about last year, the, the complete refurb of Disney Village. This will be the first change that we see. Um, no details on when it'll be opening or anything yet. Obviously, it's it's quite a long way off because they haven't even started yet. Um, Cafe Mickey still stands for, for now. Um, but in another change, it won't be run by Disneyland Paris themselves. Um, in a way, we've seen quite regularly in Walt Disney World and Disneyland, um, an outside company will be running uh, the restaurant group Bertrand will be running it, and apparently they have uh, a portfolio of Parisian brasseries already. I mean, a lot to unpack there. Um, I was very yeah. good. I didn't interrupt your flow. Um, the first thing I want to pick up on is the fact that a, at least a day before this announcement was made, they were still saying Cafe Mickey was going to be reopening as a character experience and you were going to be able to book it using your uh, meal plan. Yeah. And it changed 24 hours later. And I can tell you why I know this, because in the never-ending saga, which is my Disneyland Paris book, which I've been writing since the start of this podcast, and I'm very close to finishing, um, now the 30th is out of the way, I wrote that in there, that that's what was happening this year. And then within 24 hours, that's gone. So yep. I'm like, Jesus, like this constant evolving of, of what's going on is is uh, causing me no end of headaches at the moment. But the other thing you mentioned there in the press release, you were talking about the view over Lake yep. Disney. And one of the things that has kind of come out in recent uh, weeks about the, you know, the, the refurbishment of that entire area is the fact that there's going to be like an, isn't it an, is it an expansion to the lake or is it just where they're putting things that are making it look like an expansion of the lake? I think it probably is just the way that they're putting things because from what I can tell is McDonald's is going as well at some point. Hmm. Um. So it's it's kind of interesting. Uh, as we've talked about, and I think it's it's still doing the rounds that there's going to be an extra hotel built around the lake um, in that spot where the um, the exhibition hall is at the moment. Yeah. Um, we saw it when, even when we, we were out there for race weekend, what, three, four years ago now, that mm. they'd already built steps up to it that didn't go anywhere. Yes, the steps are <laughs> <Just> nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, that literally just go up the hill and are then blocked off. Very much like um, the uh, the escalator in an episode of The Simpsons that led to nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Went, went up to the sky and people fell down. Um, yeah, the, the the McDonald's thing's weird because um, I'm I'm certain when they when they agreed to open there, they had to sign something stupid like a hundred year lease or something. Yeah. Uh, when when they took on that spot, now. I mean, obviously, things can change, and I, I'm assuming it will only change on the, on the Disneyland Paris side of things. I don't think McDonald's could have a right of say in the same way, but it would be interesting. I mean, 
what I've what I've struggled with with the concept art is actually trying to place where things are going to be. If that makes sense. Yeah, it is very strange because it does look like they're opening out. So where mm. Rainforest Cafe seems like it's not going to be there anymore. Yeah. Um. So it is all a, a little bit strange until we we get some full like maps of what they're doing. Um. It's difficult to tell what they're doing. I mean, I wonder if it's all going to be leveled. And they're going to rebuild yeah. it, like because none of the plans, none of the none of the artists' impressions of these new restaurants fit in with what we can see in the background. No, the only thing I can see in the background is the steakhouse looks to be still standing. Right. But whether I'm right on that, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. But it does look like it. But. Again, it could all change before it even happens, because it's um, <laughs> it's a while off before they actually start doing everything that they need to do. Well, this restaurant is due to open next year. Yeah, is I that right? so? But I don't think the rest of the the changes are, are due to happen until after that. No. Hmm. But yeah, I know. I know. Uh, we've talked about Cafe Mickey before. I know it has its fans. I know it also uh, has as its uh, enemies, not enemies, but people that aren't keen on on detractors. Yeah, those aren't so keen on the um, not on the concept as much, but more the execution. I mean, I think my biggest complaint with it is the food wasn't great. Yeah, I think I think everything changed when they put those set menus in, didn't that? Yeah, I mean, it was, um, with half of it missing, it, it like the food was fine. Yeah, that's a you were you were paying the premium because it was a character experience, and the yep. food, the quality of the food just didn't really match up. I can't say I had a bad meal in there, but nor could I say I had a great meal in there. Do you know what I mean? No, but the character experience no. was great. You know that that was always pretty pretty good. Um, and I, and I guess having what was good is the fact that you got the chance to have a character dining experience outside of the parks. And it, it's the only one in the world that wasn't in a hotel or a or, park. Or was. Was, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what to make of this new concept. I mean, it it's, sounds like it'll be um, somewhere that doesn't serve burger and chips. Yeah, so, which makes a change. Yeah, um, I, and you know more food choices in the village, which lean away from that. And look, we like Vapiano's, that's good. But if you look around there, you've got your rainforest cafes, you've got your uh, Planet Hollywoods, you've got your steakhouse, you've got your McDonald's. Uh, you know, early sandwiches don't do burgers, but they do sandwiches. It's very bready. It's yeah. very like kind of common. It, I'm sure the steakhouse has burgers as well. Um, yeah, they must do. And I'm sure, look, I'm sure this place will do steak. I'm sure it will do burgers, but it sounds like it's going to do a more varied selection than what we're currently getting uh, around yeah. the village. So, yeah. yeah. And it's definitely leaning on, on the Disney Spring side of things with a, a good theming of a restaurant that, yes. that Disneyland has, Disneyland Paris has missed, I think, um, in Disney Village. So, that would be nice to see. I'm not saying I will eat there, but it's another option on the list. 
Well, so, it's hard to, how hard to judge on if you're going to eat somewhere until, until you can at least see what the menu is going to be like. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. But considering it says it's going to have a bakery, I might be all in on the takeaway. Yes. As we all, all know about bakeries and me. And <laughs> yeah, if you listen to other episodes, I don't think you can go Walmart a bakery. Um, no. The um, but that that's also that is a good point actually because at the moment when you're walking through the village of a morning, your options of getting something to eat or drink are limited. You've yep. either got McDonald's, which can be either fairly quiet or quite busy. You've got Starbucks, yep. which is always busy. Yep. Um, and, I mean, the thing that I'd, I like in that McDonald's is they've got that Mac- McCafe yeah. section where you can get, like, macrons and... Uh, muffins and donuts and stuff like that which is to, off to the side inside the restaurant um but it's, there's not many options is the point i'm making um i think other sandwiches leave breakfast as well actually don't they yes but it, and annette's is open as well which yeah. isn't quick either i don't think they do i don't even think they do takeaways uh, no. for breakfast um i know they do takeaways later on in the day but i don't think they do for, for breakfast um so yeah, so so the fact that you're getting another, you know, place that you can get breakfast from and you know, a takeaway bakery, I think that's only a a, a positive. So yeah. it's pretty yep, damn definitely. good, man. Pretty damn good. Definitely. So the next thing I was gonna move on to, and it's it's something that's opening in the very near future. We're talking Avengers Campus. Um this is a rumour, but I tend to believe the rumour. Um, the the retheme of rock and roller coaster, the Iron Man coaster, as it had been um, named as, is actually not just going to be Iron Man. We've heard that previously as well. Um, but we do have a rumoured name for the attraction. Uh, it will be Avengers Assemble Flight Force. Um, so the rumour is it's going to be a lot of characters that fly throughout it. Uh, so Martin um, McFly. Yep. George, of course. Yeah. George has to join him. Uh, Mary Poppins. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. He's a massive fly. Uh band yep. U2. I think yep. they had a song called The Fly. Um yep. I mean it's it's been it's been rumoured on more from more than one source that yep. Captain Marvel and Iron Man were gonna be heavily featured in this attraction. Yep. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if that's the case. The other thing that I don't know as well, I'm assuming I know the answer to this, but I don't know, is what we're going to get in the attraction. Now, the rumours for a long time was that it was going to be, you know, there were going to be screens and stuff to see yeah. as you're going around. Um, so I believe that's the case. But the one thing that hasn't been made clear is is what we're going to see on those screens. And what I mean yeah. is... Are we going to see Marvel actors, or are we going to see like we saw in uh, in Hong Kong, like yep. CG animated stuff? Well, touching on that, it's not apparently just going to be screens. Apparently, we are going to get an all new next generation electric motion based audio animatronic Iron Man. Ooh. Okay. That apparently has 43 different functions. Wow. Can opener, <laughs> screwdriver. Yeah. Yep. 
It's going to be like that robot he has in his garage. <laughs> okay, that's 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 uh, that's interesting because the problem I've got with screens, and we, I guess we kind of got a bit of experience with this from Space Mountain, uh, Hyperspace yep. Mountain, is you know you're, you're you're not seeing the screens for very long because you are whizzing through that attraction. So yeah. whatever footage they put on screens, you're not going to be seeing it for a long time. Yeah, so and with this, even probably even more, because the, <laughs> this tends to be even faster than Space Mountain. Yeah, I don't think there's that much in it, but yeah, absolutely. No. Um, I mean, so for those that don't know, uh, the the Iron Man, I think it's called the Iron Man Experience, isn't it, in Hong Kong? Yes. Um, it, that's essentially startles. Yeah. It's you know it's it, it's I, I guess the ride vehicles are slightly different, but if you've been on Star Tours, it's a motion simulator effectively. Yeah, and it did, it replaced Star Tours. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, but it is. Uh, it's not Robert Downey Jr. It's not live action. It is no. uh, CGI Iron Man. Um, I, think I believe it's, it's Adrian Pazdar, isn't it? I was going to say, I believe him. it's I believe it's the actor that voices the animated Iron Man anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think you just confirmed that for me. So, um, which is fine. I mean, that, that, that's that's that, that's okay. That's not too bad. But I'd, I'd rather, you know, if I had the choice, I'd rather see live action Marvel stuff. But yeah. I don't know who would have been able to film stuff. So that that's why yeah. I'm kind of quizzing, do we know? Because I'm trying to work out when they would have filmed. Because they're not going to just film stuff uh, for the sake of it. They no. will be filming stuff while they're filming another Marvel production. That's generally how this stuff works. So, yeah. um, but Captain Marvel has obviously been, you know, making a making a new uh, sequel to Captain Marvel. So yeah. Brie Larson would be available for that. Yeah, uh, and if you're looking for another another character that flies Thor, he will have been filming as well. Correct. Yeah. So uh, Star Lord as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, actors have been available for it. Iron Man being the one kind of a, a, um, exception to that rule because Danny Jr. has not been anywhere near Marvel sets. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I just want you know, I love Rock and Roller Coaster so much. Um, I'm just excited for you know the next version of this attraction. Yeah. Definitely, uh, and on top of that, the the giant screens that are around the attraction will be run through Friday. Tony Stark's AI-based assistant, um, and she'll be talking you through the attraction as you walk up to it uh, on the giant screens around the attraction. So that's um, Jennifer Connelly, isn't it? Yes. Uh, for the American audience. Yeah. believe so, so. I wonder what version of Friday we'll get. Would it be yeah. the usual thing you expect at Disneyland Paris, which is like a bilingual, uh, you know, some in English, some in French? Or would it be the com complete French one? Would it be someone complete different voicing Friday? I guess we'll find out. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. definitely. And on top of that, with Avengers Campus, slightly outside Disneyland Paris, but will probably be part of that. Um, today, Disney released the... Uh, soundtrack, the music loop from Avengers Campus in, in California, um, which I assume will be 
very similar to what we get, probably minus the Guardians of the Galaxy bits for now. Um, because it's, it's very much, it's kind of a lot of other characters' themes kind of placed around the Avengers thing. Right. So it all sounds very much like the Avengers theme, but with, like, you get the the song that James Gunn wrote for Guardians. Right. Is is interlinked throughout it, and the Spider-Man theme, and I believe Black Panther's theme's in there. And uh, who else is, did I hear? Captain Marvel or Doctor Strange, I think, is in there. Um, it's a 12-minute track. Um, it's available on all the usual places. Amazon, Apple Music. Um, I've I've got it on Amazon that I've been listening to it this evening uh, since they released it. But I just thought I'd mention that as well for people that wanted to get in the mood for for Avengers Campus in the next few months. Cool. Well, if you send me a link, I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, cool. That's that's exciting okay. stuff. Um, I, I'm, what do you think we'll get in our Avengers Campus? We we know what the attractions are, right? So we talked about yep. one. Uh, obviously, Web Slingers is pretty much completed now. Yeah, uh, you know, there's little little bits they're doing to that, but it looks pretty much like that's that's done. Yeah, all the all the signage is going up now. I believe the the web logo went up today. Right. Um, we've so. obviously seen stuff around Pimps te- uh, Pim's Test Kitchen. Uh, we know that's yep. opening up. Um, and we, I think, did we did we talk about there was a casting call for the um, Black Panthers? Dora Milaje, yes. yes. I don't think we did talk about it. Um, I think we spoke about it between us and said it wasn't really a surprise that they were they were looking for them because that's a major part of Avengers Campus yeah. is, is those daily shows that they do. Do you think we're going to get some of the things that we've seen in California at their one? So what I mean by that is, uh, you know, because of uh, Moon Knight being the current Disney Plus show, uh, Mr. Knight has made an appearance um, yeah. in, in Avengers Campus. Before that, when yeah. What If was on, we had uh, zombie Captain America walking around. For for uh, Oogie Boogie Bash, yeah. yeah. He made his appearance there. We've had Loki. We've had yeah. various versions of Loki. Um, yeah. The different costumes of Loki during, uh, you know, yeah. when, when a costume changed in the series, you know, yeah. he would be in that costume the next week. Um, yeah, they added Falcon captain america yes um pretty much as soon as that show was in fact it was one of the first characters that they introduced when the park opened um because mm. anthony mackie was there on opening opening day um and unveiled the costume um for the park so yeah it seems to be a, a rotating cast of characters out in california this is disneyland paris though well, that, that, we'll be a, lucky if they change once a year. <laughs> that that's why I'm saying it because, I mean, there's obviously the the impression I've got of late is that Disney execs are trying to make Disneyland Paris more in line with the the other parks, especially the American parks. Yep. But what's that going to stretch out to? You know, yep. is that going to stretch out to those kind of things or? As you say, are we going to see the Disneyland Paris version of that? Which means that they'll we'll have a character and we'll see that character for about a year before yeah. they decide to change it to another one. Yeah, and on top of that, I don't think we've spoken about that either. Um, Lights, Motors, Action um, is gone. Yes. We knew that was pretty much coming. 
um, it will now become basically your area for meet and greets with Marvel characters in the same way that they, weirdly, they test piloted it during the Run Disney weekends um, because that's where <laughs> the, the Avengers characters were during that. Um, you could meet Black Widow and Captain America in there. Of course you could. Um, I, think, I was... <laughs> I was telling someone who was I speaking to? It might have been my brother actually. Uh I mean he will text me and let me know once he hears this. <laughs> but uh which it's it's really weird. My brother now listens to these shows because I, I, f- I forget that he will listen and he will put me up on stuff. But uh I was definitely talking to someone recently about that and about how much I loved uh running through the uh not the lights motors action main bit great, but the fact that we yeah. got to run through um, Rain of Fire, which I just yeah. always loved aesthetically, even though it was an awful part of an awful attraction. <laughs> um, but so I got really excited because we was going to see the, the the villains, which was the the main theme of this run yeah. event that we were doing, and they were all cardboard cutouts. <laughs> and then like he was up on a up on a pedestal somewhere, so you couldn't get near him. Correct. Yes. Um, after the, the nightmare of the first evening, that is after the five k. <laughs> yeah. Do you um, and the queue went round most of the uh, track. <laughs> do you uh, do you think that they are going to leave lights motors action as it was and just spray paint some stuff over it like they tried to do for the jungle, the jungle boogie? Probably, probably. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I can't imagine that. Like, we we've been talk, talking about this. That that is prime for an expansion pad. We, we know that. Mm. It it's literally they're not going to spend a load of money on that when they know full well that in two or three years that could be gone. Um, I can't imagine they're going to do a lot. We've already seen them spend money on something that we know is going as well at some point. What what can go there though? That's the thing. What can go there in that expansion pad? Only thing I can think of is that they will end up permanently building a meet and greet, a proper one, at right. some point. Right. Um, like we've seen, like I suppose technically they they had it in Disneyland before Avengers Campus opened, where they used the old Carousel of Progress building as the meet and greet building. Mm. Um, but I would imagine they're going to want something more purposely built for it eventually because you're not going to be able to do meet and greets in there during the winter. No, no. Um, so at some point, that that whole bit is pretty much prime for expansions in some way or another. So you've got that, and then you've got the the tour right next to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I was just thinking, like, it's not a huge area, so you can't put a, no. a proper attraction uh, no. in there, really. Um, no. And the only other attraction... The only other... Go on. The only thing I was going to say is that it could be combined with the tour and to make one big area of land. Yeah. Because uh... it's pretty much right next to where, in fact... When you walk into the tour, you can see where they're building Star Wars land. Yeah. Behind it. Yeah, I suppose. So, and as yeah. I've said all along, they've built a Cars attraction in the middle of it. Well, yeah. surely that means it's prime for Cars land at some point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you'd like to. I mean, that is 
because I was thinking, like, if you was keeping it Marvel, what other attractions have they got? They've got that Quinjet attraction, which now looks like it's never going to happen in California. So it's definitely not going to yeah. be taken to Paris. Which I, which I still think we've got room for anyway. I think that's been built in. Okay, okay. Um, and then the only other kind of rumoured thing, and I mean, this goes back years and years, um, but I don't know if you remember one of our chats with Jim Hill about the uh, the Tron coaster being used as a, yeah. a Captain America uh, attraction. Yeah. Uh, so basically what I mean is obviously not using light cycles, but using like motorbikes yeah. uh, as, as the ride vehicles, but it'd be Captain America thing rather than Tron. Um, yeah. And that was heavily rumoured, but that, that needs a much bigger uh, foot space than... And I would there. imagine they, they've now looked at Hagrid's and gone, maybe not. Well, not only that, but also you wouldn't want to put that next door to another no. roller coaster. No. It just, it, like, you, you just can't, you can't overload, you know, it'd be a very similar coaster. Uh, yeah, definitely. Without a loop, but, you know, otherwise very, very quick. Um, so, yeah. I, yeah. I, interesting. Yeah, definitely. So, continuing with expansion talk, um, we've had some more news on Frozen Land. Um, they're plugging on now very quickly with the expansion that's been built behind Ratatouille um, and up through that way. Uh, so we've got some news. Uh, the new area will feature a 40-metre tall snowy mountain housing the Frozen e-ticket attraction. Um, I think we can all guess that that is going to be the version of Seven Dwarfs Mine Train that they're currently building out in Asia that's uh, Frozen themed. Uh, when they, they say it like that, I can't imagine it's going to be anything but that now. Because um, it's certainly not going to be Frozen Ever After um, no. being built into a mountain. <laughs> um, so we've got to assume it is that roller coaster that they, they're building in Asia in the Frozen Land out there. Um We've also found out that it will host a shop and a restaurant serving Nordic-inspired dishes um, alongside the expected uh, royal meet and greet with Anna and Elsa, um, who's not who haven't really been seen in the park since the nightmare of a meet and greet that they introduced after the first Frozen film. Well, I mean, I don't uh, where to even begin with that. I mean, I don't know if it was just poor, poor planning or uh, a bad location. I'm not really sure what, what went wrong, just that it was an absolute cluster mark. Yeah, yeah, very much so. So you'll finally get to meet them uh, in Disneyland Paris once more. Um, currently scheduled to open somewhere between 2024 and 2025. So it's still quite a way off at the moment. I mean, the only thing to really add to that with the uh, with the opening dates is, you know, I, I think back to when Frozen first came out. It came out in twenty thirteen, yes, twenty thirteen. Yeah. Um, tell in twenty thirteen, and um, you know, my my daughter grew up loving Frozen. You know, it was one of the first films she she got really. Uh, yeah. addicted to much to our chagrin a lot of kids did at that age as well 
Um, My son did. Well, there you go. But at the same time, by the time this opens up, it would have been 11, 12, uh, 11, 12, 12 years. years. Our kids have outgrown it by that point. Now, I'm not yep. saying that she wouldn't still enjoy going around it. She probably still would do to an extent, but she, but not in the way that she, she would have done had it opened, you know, five, six yeah. years after the film came out. So I do feel in some ways it's missed a boat. That being said, um, I was listening to our good friends over at Theme Park Trader the other day, and uh, Ryan was saying his daughter has uh, just discovered Frozen and is addicted to it. Um, and she's obviously much younger uh, yeah. than our kids. So I, I guess if it is going to be regarded as this timeless classic, which all indications are that it, it, it now is uh, going to, yeah, then, you know, fine. I, I think my main concern when we first started talking about this, even when they first announced it, and bearing in mind this should have been opened probably this year into next year originally when yeah. this was all first announced because this was always going to be the second phase after marvel um and everything obviously you know we had a pandemic and, and you know other things but um yeah i think at the time I, I kind of like questioned with you is it going to be too late but you know we've had the sequel now it's not going away uh you know the musical's still doing really well in london still you know doing really well on broadway so yeah, I think you know maybe it was the right choice to do it. Yeah, definitely. It definitely feels like it. I think, yeah, especially with that attraction as well, mm. um, which is something that outside of Big Thunder Mountain, Disneyland Paris haven't really got an outside attraction like that. Um, no, no, that's 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 uh, that's very true. And it's definitely not so, going to be Splash Mountain. No, I don't think so. I can't imagine it's going to be Splash Mountain. No. I mean, I mean, obviously, we know it wouldn't be Splash Mountain, but I mean, <laughs> yes. that type of attraction. But yeah, I'm guessing the weather concerns are still probably... Yeah, weather concerns. it'd be more like ice skating mountain. Well, it fits in with the theme. Well, it does, I suppose, yeah. Um, yeah, it does. But yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it's been it's been asked before. Um, as a question on this show at some point but yeah the reason why there is no Splash Mountain in Paris is because of the climate it is still one of the only Disney parks to get snow regularly yeah uh, in fact nice. I think it snowed between uh, today you know this episode and the last episode yeah I think, I think it, it has yeah oh, it, it definitely has snow but what I'm trying to work I'm, I'm sure yeah. it was after we recorded the last episode um, yeah but yeah, in April we saw snow in Disneyland Paris. Like it's it's mad. Um, yeah. So yeah, the, the 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 weather in Paris doesn't suit in their in their eyes a uh, a log flume type attraction. No. Um, I'm very much in Europe. The log flume is kind of a dead attraction. Most most theme parks in Europe are closing them. Um, we've lost some in the UK as well. Yeah, we have. Um, I think, Towers uh, lost theirs. Yeah, I think Thorpe might have closed theirs as well. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure on that. Yeah. Uh, Legoland have still got theirs. Yeah, Chessington have still got theirs as well. Yeah, uh, but yeah, those and Rapids, 
Again, yeah. I think Legoland still has their Rapids attraction, but there's not yeah. many of them about anymore. So, no. Yeah. No. Uh, and the last little bit about construction at Disneyland Paris and expansion, um, we got something that we didn't know about um, that hadn't been mentioned before, a new area, uh, a transition area. So as I said, this will probably be through those gates behind Ratatouille um, that's sit there currently, um, not doing anything, not used in any way. Um, so they will be building this transition area. So this will take you from from the current park into the new lake area um, and on to Arendelle. Um, not giving it a name or anything at the moment. Um, it very much has a, a feeling of kind of Paradise Pier at Disneyland. Um, so it says it's going to have a new restaurant, uh, 250-seater restaurant on the new lakefront. Um, this will actually combine the loss of the character dining at uh, Cafe Mickey's. We'll be moving here. Um, so you aren't losing out on character dining. Um, there is going to be a new one, but it's going to be a few years away. Um, and it'll offer panoramic views across the lake uh, and of the up-and-coming water shows that we don't know anything about yet either. Um so it's interesting. It says to access this new area, park goers will walk along a promenade surrounded by a family outdoor attraction, um, which hasn't been announced yet either, uh, and a combination of themed gardens as well as green walkways. The only thing, the only thing I don't like about this, because there's, there's a lot to like. Uh, I mean, yes, great, more character dining. Yes, great, more panoramic views. Uh, that the character dining is now going to be in the park rather than outside yeah. the park but you know but what I'm not liking at the moment is and just like Hollywood Hollywood's the same uh, over at, at Disney World is the studios is losing its its identity yeah and you could argue that that's been the case for quite a while um, and I understand that to an extent but if you think about when we got before it was Pixar Place, yeah. Um, but you had those attractions there, you know, like you know, Crush's Coaster is clearly in a soundstage. Yeah. Uh, Aladdin Magic Carpets, as bad as that is, it was themed, you know, it's themed around it being a film set. Yeah. Uh, you had the Backlot Tour, which was a Backlot Tour, um, and you used to go and see stuff, and you had the um, the old Disney Channel. Uh, experience yep. where you could go and see stuff being recorded. Um, although, just again to point out to anyone who didn't experience that, it wasn't like when Nickelodeon was at Universal in, in Orlando, you didn't see shows being filmed as such, but you would see like links to programs and all that stuff being done. Um, but what I mean is, is that we're losing this identity of it being a studio, yep. and the 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 idea that this is supposed to be a although it wasn't really much of, but was a working studio. So it's all gone. And I don't, I, I struggle with calling it Walt Disney Studios now because yep. every every single expansion they've done is moving further and further away. Toy Story Land wasn't anything to do with a production. It no. was a land that you got shrunk down into so you felt you was the size of a toy. Great, but 
you're losing the identity there of what studios is. Ratatouille, same thing. You know, didn't try and make it out that this was a Parisian uh, film set that uh, mm. a film might use to make a, a, a TV show or film production. It was, here's a replica of a Paris street and there's an attraction in it. Yeah. Everything they're doing is moving further and further away. Why are we still calling it Walt Disney Studios? Isn't it time it got a, na- a rename? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. More, more so probably than Hollywood Studios itself, because what I feel like they've done in in Hollywood Studios is that they've brought in like big budget Hollywood attractions, so like Star Wars. That still feels okay, like yeah. it's Hollywood, whereas this they're bringing in stuff that isn't Walt Disney. It's stuff from Lucasfilm, Marvel. Why does it still have that Walt Disney name on it? Because it's not a Disney production, despite the fact that they own them. Yes, it's it, more so. It feels like they're moving away even more. Yeah, I I, I didn't have anything to add. <laughs> I I I agree. I think that is that is the problem. And I think yeah. the other thing as well, if you ask anybody that's been, they will always mention uh, Walt Disney Studios as being yeah. awful or as being yeah. disappointing or, you know, whatever. whatever. No one really comes away with a positive experience from it. And look, I was there opening, opening year when it was bare. I mean, it was <laughs> it was barely a half day park, let alone yeah. anything else. You know, you could spend a few hours and then pretty much do everything. Um, so it's come a long way. But what I mean is, it's got a tarnished name, very similar to how when it first opened, it was Euro Disney. Yeah, and that name became the butt of a joke. And over time, we saw that name evolve. You know, and it was like. Euro Disney, Euro Disneyland. Uh, then you know it kind of got whittled down to uh, Disneyland Paris. Now, yeah. and that's and that's where it's kind of been. And you know, a lot of that was to get away from the negative connotation of being called Euro Disney. Yeah, that was the butt of the joke. I feel that Walt Disney Studios has the same, the like the same yeah. kind of like uh, bad negativity around the name. And I think you're moving enough away now. I mean, the only real thing about it being a studio anymore is the massive sound stage you walk into. Yeah. And a few sound stages once you get through there. That that's yeah. about it. Like everything else now and everything they're doing <laughs> going forward is moving further away. So I don't know what the alternative name is. No. But uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, it's Disney's California Adventure. You don't want to call it Disney's Paris Adventure or something like that, or European Adventure. But... <laughs> yeah, the only thing I could think of was Hollywood Adventure, but we've heard that before because they considered that for Hollywood Studios, didn't they? They did, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Even, even, You know what? Change the name of the shop and just call that yeah. World of Disney. Because at least that kind of a world of Disney Plus. There you go. <laughs> if it's on Disney Plus, yeah, you yeah. can experience it. 
there's there's one that stands out, isn't there? Really, the wonderful world of Disney. Well, yeah, because that is more what this is now. You know, it's it's yeah. really moved away from that that studio aesthetic, and now it's just a collection of different. And I've got no, you know, look. I'm 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 excited that we're getting an Avengers campus, so we're getting our Marvel land. I'm excited that we're getting our Frozen land. I'm hoping that we still get our Star Wars land. Um, you know, all these things are, are happening, but but the the concept of Walt Disney Studios is lost. Yeah. So just scrap it, come up with something new, reinvent it. I mean, now is the time. Now is the time to do that. Once you stop, you know, once you've got Frozen open, and hopefully once Star Wars is under construction, that's when you do it. Really give it a push, give it a rebrand. If you're yeah. listening, Disney, you can you can talk to our lawyers and we'll come up with something. <laughs> so that was it for news on my part did you have anything else you wanted to add nick before we uh we talk 30th anniversary um i don't think anything news wise i mean still a lot of rumors about what's happening in the village there's still i still keep hearing people talking about hard rock cafe as being one of the new tenants one of the new anchor tenants at, at disney village but I think we're so far away from anything being concrete uh, on that. I think it's very exciting stuff's happening down in Disney Village. And I don't know, what what do you think? Do you want to see it go down more the the Disney Springs route and turn it into more of a a, a proper retail uh, eating experience? Uh, or I, th- I think you have to. Downtown Disney is going the same way as well currently. Um, they're expanding and, and changing things down there as well. Um, I think it's the way to go because you, you kind of, there's so many, only so many times you can go to the same restaurant or the same shop um, over a stay. Like, how long was Craig there for? Craig was there for five, five days. days. Yeah. And, and after a couple of days, you kind of look at it and go, oh, I've done that, I've done that. Whereas it, if you do expand it like a Disney Springs or, or, or downtown Disney, downtown Disney was still a great selection. It, I think it just needs a refresh. Whereas Disney village just kind of seems to have hit a rut uh, mm. and nothing much has changed for a long time. Obviously the last, the last major change was, was Starbucks and before that, the world of Disney. Yeah. Um, but outside of those, there's not been anything for, Nearly a decade. Well, and, and I mean, the thing is, like, uh, I moaned at Craig for not going to uh, Vapiano's or, or Five Guys. And, you know, people don't know those places are there because no. it is a poorly designed area. Like, where those where those places are, and I think, I think they're the only two that got added to that side of, uh, of yeah. the village. But you don't know they're there. Unless you know they're there, it, it, and it's because of how it's designed, it's it's not yeah. designed for you to to find stuff in that direction because they're anchoring you to the main the main section of it. And as much as I loved it growing up, you know, it has looked tired for at least a decade, if not longer. You know, yeah, there's been licks of paint here and there, but they've not really cared for it. So. I think it's right that they they are making such big changes to it, but in a way, I I kind of 
Although I don't... The problem I had with Disney Springs is the amount of, like, uh, up upmarket boutiques that were there. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't feel... It felt a bit like an outdoor mall, which I don't really want to see replicated, but also they haven't got enough space to do that anyway. Yeah. Um, but I do think some outsider shops would be good additions. So, no. you know, I suppose that the hard thing is you've got Fowler Europe just one stop away. So who could you convince to open up a location there as well? But, mm. you know, maybe if you can get an Apple shop to open there even if it's a small yeah. one um maybe a couple of clothes shops to open up that uh you know might sell some you know disney branded stuff but will be you know different clothes as well um i think that could work but i don't i don't want to see yeah. i don't want to see ex- expand too much down the shopping route i think it needs to have a good okay. mixture of shops and and restaurants, but at the moment you've got you know, what about four or five shops down there that all pretty much sell the same thing. Yeah, you know, it used to be those shops were, were quite different, but over time they've, they've not, have they? So no, no. So it will be interesting to see what we get. I wouldn't mm. mind some of the, like the the little boutique shops. That they've opened at Disney Springs, like the marketplace, I quite like that. Yes, um, I would definitely take one of them being put into into ours. Um, yeah, maybe maybe a space where independent artists could do stuff. I mean, yeah. you see, not only do you see people that you know have art to sell that's Disney inspired, but also you get people that um, you know make clothes. Yeah, so that would also be good to see. You know, someone that was, you know, making, you know, I don't know, like re- recycling uh, old Disney clothes to make new Disney clothes or uh, just yeah. come up with their own designs or whatever. But yeah, I can, uh, yeah, that's good. So that that's it news wise. Also, um, the 30th anniversary stuff isn't going to take that long um, because there isn't Why? much of it. <laughs> So I suppose the best starting point is the one thing that they have done. Um, we've got the the new tag to Illuminations delights um, with the drone show that they they've added. Um, I've not personally watched it because I know at some point in the next few months I will get to see it uh, in person. So I've not watched it, and I honestly I can't sit through Illuminations. Um. <laughs> well, the the good thing, so because I haven't got a trip booked at the moment, um, I don't know when I'm going to be going. I would like to go this year. We've obviously, uh, you know, in passing talked about possibly a few of us going out there once uh, Avengers Campus opens, but we've got nothing set in stone essentially. So because of that, I, I feel a little bit more uh, free uh, to check this stuff out. Um, so I did see the drone show, and yeah, I was very impressed with it. I thought it was really good. It's uh, I can't remember, maybe a, a ten minute pre show or something before Illumination starts. But that's a good thing. It's before Illumination starts. So technically, you could watch that and then bug yeah. off. 
before anyone else uh, does. Um, but I was impressed with it. I think the technology is great. The problem with it, and again, this goes back to us talking about Splash Mountain, is the weather in Paris. So it has been a show that has been cancelled multiple times now because of weather conditions, whether that's... It, normally it's wind-related rather than rain-related. Uh, but yeah, definitely... Uh, something that's going to be affected by the weather because of the nature of it. I, you, of course, you know if they if they can't be blown off course, right? You know it's just just how stuff works. Um, but but that is that is a problem. That is a problem with 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 Paris and, and having something like that. Unfortunately, so um, what I would say to anybody going out is uh, what I would do is try and see it as early as possible. Because let's just say, for example, you your first day in the park is a Monday um, and you're there till Thursday, try and see it on a Monday because it might get cancelled on a Monday. Um, yeah. Or it might be shown. If it's shown, you've seen it. Um, if it's cancelled, then you've got another few days that you can see it. If you wait till Wednesday to try and see it and it's cancelled because of weather, you know, you're, you're running seriously low on time. So I would try and make that a priority. Um, just because it, it, it can be cancelled uh, due to uh, the weather situation. Definitely. Uh, and the second new addition that I'm sure we've not talked about it is the new daytime show, uh, Dream and Shine Brighter. Again, I've not watched it, but uh, I'm just, I've got a little clip going in front of me. It seems very similar to a lot of the shows that we've seen in recent years of um, being at the top of Main Street um on little parade floats and then getting off and getting on the stage in the middle um i don't know whether you've seen that one nick yeah like you i i've not seen the whole thing i've seen uh little clips uh here and there lots of photos from it as well um that is how you've described it is how i would describe it um that does appear to be what it is um they are what they are like i i I like them, but um, like people often talk about their favourite one, they kind of all blur into one for me. I find it very hard to distinguish yeah. between uh, what the they only are. Thing that, the only thing that I've been able to distingu- distingu- distinguish from all of them... You to say. Yeah, I know. I couldn't get that out. <laughs> it's too late in the evening for a word like that. Um, was the Halloween one with the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if 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 there's a particular uh, float or something, um, yeah. then then yes, I I I get that. But even so, like if you if if you play me a piece of music, or if you just show me a, a parade float and said, well, "What parade is that from?" I would struggle. Yeah, they exactly. become very very samey, and yeah, I don't I don't I don't necessarily think that's uh, a bad thing, but you know, because they're they're enjoyable and they're and they're fun, but. Um, the parade floats don't change. You know, no. they, they, they are what they are. And I think I just miss the days of parade floats like being proper parade floats. Yeah. Not being rolling carts, which is what they essentially are now. And they're the ones that they introduced for the 25th anniversary. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's not even like they've given them something new. And I should state that I meant Phantom Manor, not Haunted Mansion. 
Well, yes, yes, of yeah. course, of course. We knew what you meant. So, we knew what you meant. As soon as I said it, I know I've just said Hordes in Mansion, haven't I? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, a lot of people still that that know better uh still still yep. call it haunted mansion even though it's yep. it's, it's not but uh yeah yeah we knew what you meant yeah yep. so up. i suppose i suppose we should uh settle on the actual anniversary itself now uh, the 12th of april now obviously the 25th anniversary as we mentioned earlier i was there um for the massive massive celebrations that there were um we saw Lots of like big names from the the board of Disney, um, across the the whole thing. Um, this time, um, not so much. Um, well, people still seem to expect a lot. Um, the queues were there. Um, the day opened with a well, you could kind of call it a parade, I suppose. It was a pride. Uh, it was a pride. I, I think the problem is we were spoilt so much. You were spoilt so much with the twenty fifth <laughs> yeah. anniversary. I mean, I, I I was sat here watching it live on YouTube, um, and I don't think I don't think they broadcast a thirtieth live like they did they did for the twenty fifth. No, well. uh, they did broadcast one thing that we'll talk about at the end, which was, yeah, 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 which was quite good. Yeah. Um, but the, the 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 actual thing itself, I mean, I don't know if you ever watched it back, um, yeah, you know, to see their footage. But you know, they they did yeah. a re, you know, it was a proper full on production. You know, we had multiple cameras, we had you know yeah. cameras swinging, we had you know close ups and and pans and you know every everything that made it look professional. Um, yeah, and it was. A proper celebration, you know. You saw characters for the first time. You saw characters that you hadn't seen for decades. Um, characters that you never wanted to see again. Well, in the case of Jessica Rabbit, yes, uh, which is very hard for for Red Bloody Males to say. But if you saw that Jessica Rabbit, you would also say the same thing. It was nothing wrong with the the person portraying Jessica Rabbit. It was more the awful mask she was made to wear. Um, but this one was 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 very muted, and I think realistically realistically i think we knew going in that this was obviously not going to be as uh to use the favorite phrase of wwe at the moment for some strange reason uh stupendous but at the same time i think we expected more than what we actually got yeah so i think everyone's everyone's expectations were a bit lower because of you know what's been going on in the world for the last couple of years, and the fact that we're only just starting to come out of it, and also having seen the the completely tepid celebration we got for the 50th anniversary at Disney World, um, but even I was surprised with how muted this celebration actually was. Yeah, yeah. So there's a, there was this tiny little parade, mainly of cast members, I believe. Um, and that was good. I mean, the one the one thing I will say about that, which I thought was was really nice, was there was obviously a a, a big number of cast members that were celebrating their thirtieth anniversary as well. Yeah, uh, at Disneyland Paris, and they were rightly recognised. And I mean, those cast members have actually got a special badge. Yeah. Um, 
for their name badge, which uh, highlights the fact that they have been uh, with the company or, or with the theme park since it first opened. And I think that's a really nice touch, which I haven't seen. Uh, I, I haven't seen, I'm not saying it hasn't happened, but I've not seen it repeated in, in the other parks. Um, so that's that was lovely. But yeah, uh, <laughs> that was one of the few highlights, I think. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, we've probably mentioned it before, but for the 25th anniversary, they were giving out badges. They were giving out maps. Badges. I believe badges. badges. We don't need those badges. stinking badges. No. Uh, this time, I believe they were giving out maps and they were limited it to one per person. Uh, everybody was given one map and uh, one flag. There you go. On a stick. One flag on a stick. I'm going to say it now. I have got a bag full of maps from the 25th anniversary uh, somewhere in the house because I just took a whole handful um, because they weren't limited to them. I've got plenty of badges uh, somewhere. So, yeah, that wasn't the case for the 25th. So um, a little bit different with that. Um, <laughs> and shall we say that was it for the day? Yeah, I mean, I just all I want to add is I'll have one of each Silvu play when you find those. Um, yeah, I will. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that 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 was mainly it. We got a parade of the uh, the Fab Five and a couple of uh, the the usuals you'd expect uh, along with that, so like Chippendale and stuff. Um, but that was it, really. They kind of had a little parade down down Main Street, and they got on the stage. Uh, in in uh the plaza and that was that was really it like the, the whole thing didn't last um that long i mean i can't remember. i mean i, I want to say the the 25th anniversary parade was probably about an hour and a half long it certainly felt yeah. like it um yeah definitely this one i think was under an hour i think yeah. it might have been about 45 minutes um yeah it, it it was it was very muted and uh you know people had because of the 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 current situation of of needing to book parks and actually i hope our friends at disney under listen to this because they were talking about this just the other day about park reservations in the american parks you still have to reserve your places in in disneyland paris as well so they obviously went very quickly and yep. you know as soon as more places were were opened up on the booking system they went very quickly again so it was it was literally a hot ticket uh to yeah. to get in that day um and i think the fact that the biggest queues on the 30th anniversary were to buy lounge fly backpacks <laughs> says a lot yeah yeah definitely that's been the, the big thing the the annual pass shop has um pretty much been turned into a lounge fly shop for the last few months. Um, so, yeah, but then, then there was one other thing um, that we do need to touch on, which would have been, I think, the big thing that we would have liked to have done if we'd have been there. Um, and I believe it was only for annual pass holders that you could get in, if I remember rightly. Uh, um, it was actually, initially, or, or, or um, firstly, available to shareholders. Yeah. former shareholders so i actually got contacted to ask um well not, i don't don't want it to sound like i'm privileged um but we got an email sent out to all far, former shareholders to say 
um, you can book a ticket for this event. But um, yeah, it did it did laterly get uh, opened up to uh, annual pass holders. Yeah, uh, and for those that don't know, this was a talk with some former Imagineers, um, mm. which was actually weirdly desperately missing from the 25th anniversary. The, the Imagineers had been there the week previous for the 25th anniversary. Um, so this time it actually was there during the, the anniversary. Um, and so, yeah, they did a, did a talk. Actually, just before we go into that, there was one thing we did forget to mention that happened on the 30th, and that was uh, a reunion of the Main Street Singers. Yeah, the Main Street Quartet, who we've spoken to multiple times and tried to get them on. Um, again, this time it didn't work out. I think they wanted to talk to us in the park. Um, it so doesn't work. <laughs> my audition. It'll never work. It'll never work. <laughs> Uh, a bit of a uh, skin for you. Well, it's uh, a reference lost on ninety percent of our audience, but it's it's yeah. fine for us. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so yeah, we had some some Imagineers do a guest talk talk about um, their work uh, on the parks through the years. Can you remember which Imagineers we actually got? Because I can't. Uh, Tony Baxter was definitely one of them. Yeah, Tony Baxter is uh, always the one that comes over. Yeah, um, um, I I can't remember the others I, like. And also as well, because Tony Baxter had been spotted a few days early in the park as well. I think he yeah. had, had one of the first reservations for Waltz on its reopening, yeah. which I think I think we talked about in the last show, but just in yeah. case we haven't, Waltz, uh, an American uh, restaurant, has reopened after many years of being closed for having a rat in the kitchen, uh, yep. not called Remy. Um, so that was, that was obviously good that that was back open. But yeah, so Tony Baxter was definitely there. I can't remember the others. Was I, Tom Morris there? I've got a feeling Tom uh, Morris was there. I think I think he may have been actually. Yeah. Yeah. But but it's on YouTube, isn't it? Yeah, they they streamed it live on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to watch it live because of when it was on. It wasn't yeah. a convenient time, and it's about I think it's about two and a half hours, maybe. Yeah. So I, I I am determined to watch it because I mean that st- that sort of things like you fascinates me, um, I but I just I just haven't had a chance to sit and watch the whole thing yet because it's I, I want to watch it in one go I don't want to w- watch it in bitty bits so yeah um, but it's on the um, the official Disneyland uh, Paris YouTube channel so you can you can watch it there yeah. Yep. So that was pretty much the 30th anniversary. I don't think there's much to much else to add. Uh, bit of a damp squib, but it's understandable. Uh, I'm not being negative about it. I think it's kind of what it is at the moment. We'd seen Walt Disney World be pretty much exactly the same. Yeah. Um, that's it. So I, I, that's what I mean. I think our expectations were there. It was still disappointing, just because it was. I think the difference between a Disneyland Paris celebration and a Disney World celebration is that, you know, we almost didn't have a fourth year anniversary for Disneyland Paris. So the fact, so every time they hit a milestone, I think it's a real achievement. You know, Disney World never had that that problem. Disneyland never had that problem. And I think the 25th anniversary was was a special year, not just for the anniversary. We got the the buyout 
happened yeah. the same year. It was only a few months after the anniversary. Um, and I think it was just, it was a special year. Um, and yeah, we've got Avengers Campus to open in the next few months as part of the 30th anniversary. So there you go, you get a whole new land uh, a couple of months afterwards. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there's a lot There's a lot to be pleased with. Um, but, yeah, we had that as well. Um, I, mean, I think the other, the other stuff that uh, has kind of happened just recently as well is the fact that we've seen, um, you know, even more strides back to normality. You know, we've had uh, character meet and greets return uh, in, in masks. Uh, like sorry, mask characters. Um, we're starting to uh, get the impression that it's going to be um, normal face characters very soon as well. Yep. In fact, they, the Princess Pavilion's open now, isn't it? Yes, it so is. They're doing, they're doing, they, so that, that's all. That's already returned. What am I talking about? That's already happened. Um, but 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 we've still got limited numbers. So like the Princess Pavilion is one. We're still yep. not getting lots of. Uh, unmasked characters at the moment but they will slowly start to increase on those uh i have the cues for princess within have been horrendous though yeah uh, as per usual it's, it, even in the best of times it's it's never been easy to get in there um but no, yeah it's, just... it's not but it's 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 worse than normal and yeah I, I saw somebody saying it was like four and a half five hour cues um, Back to honor and Elsa Lance cues. Well, exactly. Um, and also, the, you know, same with Crush's Coaster. I saw somebody waited three and a half hours for that the other day. Jesus. I wouldn't wait any three and a half hours for any attraction. Not no, even Tron. I wouldn't either. Um, You're lucky if you get me waiting half an hour these days. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... Yeah, there, there's there's still good stuff to be happen, uh, to, to be coming to Disneyland Paris this year. Um, you know, the Hotel New York is still only a year old. You know, it's still yeah. very brand new. A lot of people still haven't experienced it yet. Um, so that's going to be exciting for people to see. The, as you say, the opening of Avengers Campus and hopefully more meet and greet characters there as well as like the new attractions. Yeah. Um, a new eating location as well. Yeah. Um, all right. It's replacing one that was already there, but still it's new it, it's one that's been missing for three years yeah, yeah. so so there's, there's a lot of good stuff coming and i think the future is bright i mean I, I still the one thing that does bother me is that they're still being very very quiet on the star wars front yeah so we then we know the land's been you know is ready to go you know it's all been prepared it's all ready to go but the fact that we're not hearing any of the announcements like we're hearing for Frozen does worry me. Yeah. A bit. Definitely. Um, into what that's... Because, I mean, how long is that going to be? The, you know, if if Frozen, which they started really developing like a couple of years ago, uh, yeah. is due to open in the next couple of years, yeah. Star Wars is still ground zero. Yeah, and you do, do wonder whether these rumours about them wanted to change it. Whereas Frozen seems to be pretty much a carbon copy of of Asia, mm. um, of the part of the, the land they're opening there. Maybe if the Star Wars land is being re, redesigned and it's it, it's from scratch, it's it might take a little while longer. Well, again, uh, 
they were talking on theme parts radio the other day about um millennium falcon smugglers run and just yep. what a miserable experience it can be yep. and we know that firsthand <laughs> well, twice. yeah definitely uh yeah what it can be like so you know as much as i think the the idea of the attraction is great still i think the execution needs a lot to, to be desired and yeah. i would if that is go and, and at one point that was the only ride rumored to be coming yeah um so if that's the case i'm hoping that they are reinventing that ride yeah to make it more user friendly because at the moment i just don't, yeah. I don't see it being that at all um mm. So yeah, I I, I I I guess the thing is, I want to see a Star Wars land. I think they need a Star Wars land. Like, yeah. Personally, I don't really want to see a carbon copy of Galaxy's Edge. No, I think I think we've got past that point now, haven't we? It's been open mm. for what three, four years now. Um, well, yeah, it was twenty twenty nineteen, kind of, wasn't it? Yeah. So, so three years. Um, maybe it is time for for a different aim for it. Well, I used to say there's not going to be something Mandalorian. Well, we are... I think that's their big problem now. Yeah. I think the... Um, I think the problem we've got is that, like we were talking about Frozen earlier, you've got saying it's been open for three years already, Yeah, which has had, let's be honest, mixed responses. You know, there are there were parts of it that people love and there are parts of it people don't like. Um and if they are three to four years away from this even being open, um yeah. and that's probably being generous, then yeah, by the time it does eventually open, it'll almost be ten years. Yeah. From the first ones being open. So yeah, I I, I personally think and I the mistake I think they made the most is they put it in a timeline. Yeah. And they didn't need to. They didn't there is nothing there is no reason why Galaxy's Edge is set at the time it is. And they learned from Avengers Campus. Well if you take but the thing is if you take Ray out and you take out um Kylo Ren's ship. Yeah. That could be at any point in the franchise. Really, exactly. So I think that's what they need to do, and that way you could you could ever evolve it. Yeah, Disney World that's is pigeonholed like because of Rise of Resistance, because of uh, having uh, those characters around the whole time. They can't have Mandalorian show up or, no. or Grogu. Whilst if you kept it more generic, you could swap it out. So let, let's yeah. just say you know. They open it and it's Mandalorian because that's what's hot right now. But yeah. two years after that, it's going to be a, a brand new Star Wars film, which is going to be set at a, you know in a different time and different characters. You could just throw them out, throw out yeah. the Mandalorian, put these new characters in, swap it out depending on how successful it is, or if there's a sequel, if there's another film. Do you know what I mean? That's the yeah. way to do it. And yeah, the Avengers Campus model seems to have have really kind of got that down in the way that Galaxy's yeah. Edge has just failed. Yeah. So definitely. I yeah. wonder if if part of the reason could be because they've been waiting to see what happens with Galactic Star Cruiser. Yeah, possibly. Because again, was... we'd had rumours that there was room for a hotel behind it. Yeah. 
and if if they have been waiting to decide how they approach it, do they approach it that way with a hotel or they don't? And obviously the jury's still out on the successfulness of it. Yeah. Um maybe that's maybe that's the reason why it's it's been delayed. I just I just I just want to hear some news about it, I think. That that's what I want. Yeah. I know you yeah, got the yeah. land, I know the land's clear, I know the land is ready to build on and develop, but just, just give us something. Tell us it's happening. Tell us it's not happening. Just, just say something. Yeah, it's been too yeah. long now. Definitely. So yeah, I think that covers our thoughts on the thirtieth anniversary. Um, still sad I wasn't there. I have to be honest. When I'd, I'd planned to be, um, but it worked out for the best because uh, the week before I caught COVID, so um, <laughs> it worked out all right in the end. Um, but yeah, that's it for, for this episode, for our April episode. We eventually got there. Um, do we want to let in the listeners as to what we've got planned? Um, our little mini-sodes that we were planning on doing? Well, I was going to ask if you still wanted to do them, because I still think we yeah. should. Yeah, well, we've got a whole year to do it. So, <laughs> uh, Well, what we were going to do is we were it was going to be on the run up to the 30th but why why ever do anything on time um but we was going to look at certain milestones during uh disneyland paris uh its history from euro disney to today um and just look at what was going on at that time so we're looking at you know how much it cost um and what attractions had just opened or what had been announced or any big news stories um and we're going to do that for milestone years so i still think uh we should do that and they will probably be shorter episodes. Um, well, they will be shorter episodes, but we either <laughs> include them in a, in a normal episode or we put them out as separate ones. But regardless, that's what we're planning to do. Um, so, you know, please, uh, you know, if you if you want to see that, let us know. If we don't hear from you, we'll do it anyway. Um, <laughs> but also, you know, let us know, you know, had you been there um, in one of the anniversary years? You know, I was there opening year. Um, I was also there for the uh, the 10th anniversary year of of uh, Disneyland Paris, um, and I think the I was there for the 20th. Was I there for the 15th? I did it? the 20th year. Yeah, I definitely did the 20th, and I was there in the, in the 25th year, but I didn't go for the actual day itself. Um, but yeah, you know, did you uh, did you did you experience any things yourself? Were you one of the children? That was on the uh, the Matthew Kelly and Pat, Pat Sharp uh, Euro Disney opening celebration. Yeah, being interviewed. Let us know. Love to hear from you. Um, Were you there when Space Mountain opened? Well, I was <laughs> with the, with David Copperfield and Claudia Schiffer and Keith Chegwin. Yeah. let's yeah. not forget Keith Chegwin. Rest in peace. Yeah. Um, Definitely. But yeah, so you know, if you if you've got any stories like to share, let me let us know. Uh, the email is uh, discoverdlppod at gmail.com because we never update these things. Um, and we, we we do look at it, not as often as we should, but we do look at it. So, you know, if you do contact us, we'll hopefully get to it at some point. Um, but, yeah, that's what we're going to do. That's it. Yeah. So thank you very much, Nick, for joining me. Thank you to the listeners for joining us as always. And we will be back with another episode in May, hopefully. Au revoir. <laughs> oh.
I, I had to do your line. You can see I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. We'll be back in, mate. Yeah. Podcast is a That Production and part of the After Dark Podcast Network.